Hey, hey, good day. May this be your blessing and your mindset that today was made just for you. This is your day. This is a day that was made for you to understand, recognize, and acknowledge that heaven designed today with you in mind. You have everything that you need to be the best version of yourself for yourself. So let's start the day with some self-love, some self-worth, and some self-work so that you begin and end this day with the goodness that you deserve. I'm Renata. Welcome. And I thank you for joining me because today we are talking about hope, holding on to hope. What does that mean? What does that look like? How do we actually practice it? Is hope practical given everything that is happening in the world today? Is it practical to hope or does it make more sense to just exist? We're going to talk about it. We are talking about it today. So let's start with an understanding. Let's level set. Really, we're level setting because hope means different things to different people. And I want us to be on the same page as we move through the rest of this conversation about what hope is when I say the word hope. Because what I mean when I say hope is the same as what the living God wants us to understand hope is. And hope is the way that you live in the vision of tomorrow today. I'm going to say it again. Hope is living in the vision of tomorrow today. Well, how do we do that? Why does that even matter for our mental and our spiritual health? Hope is instrumental because it is at the foundation of our mental and our spiritual health. Hope is both a motivator and a mirror. It is what powers you to work for tomorrow, but allows you to see yourself the right way today so that you understand that your work for tomorrow matters. It makes a difference. It sets you up for success and it is worth the energy and the effort that you give it. When we choose hope, we are saying that we believe we deserve the opportunity to see ourselves through the eyes of the living God. I'm going to let that sit and settle for you for you for just a moment. Have you ever thought about that? That hope is you saying that you deserve the the opportunity to see yourself the way that the Lord sees you, to believe in yourself the way that the Lord believes about you, to recognize your gifts, your talents, your voice, your presence, and the power that they carry in the same way that the Lord says they do. I don't know about y'all, but sometimes it is a struggle to believe and to see everything about myself that heaven says, that the Lord says. So hope matters for me. Hope is the way that I reorient, relocate myself to stand in the vision of tomorrow today, to live for tomorrow with purpose today because I believe I deserve it. It's important. Our hope is the only way that we get access to the fullness of the Lord's provision for us by the power that he demonstrates through us and towards us, because really hope is how we stay in alignment with the purpose and the plan of our life. Hope requires our own vision. Hope requires our permission. You have to give yourself permission to hope. And hope is the ability to see our own potential 
So why are we talking about this today? Because we're getting ready to enter into a new year. And if you haven't decided what it is that you're hoping for, if you haven't stopped to recognize how the power of hope can change your life, I want to encourage you to stick with me while we talk about what hope is, how to hold it, and how to use it to empower ourselves, because that is key. The empowering of who you are and who you were designed to be is so purposefully designed when you live with hope, when you hold hope and you use it to live in the vision of tomorrow today. So let's talk about three truths of hope. Truth number one is that hope directs our vision. Truth number two, hope leads our legacy. And truth number three, hope breeds joy. Those might seem like they're a stretch. Is hope really that impactful? Does hope really mean all of those things? Yes, yes, it does. And there is a verse that changed my life. It was a verse that I read last year. And when I read it, it was an impactful understanding, but I had never thought of hope that way. And to think about hope empowering our vision, but also being the foundation for our expectation was different for me because we always think about expectation being the thing that kind of directs our focus. But this verse was focused on reminding us that our hope should drive our expectation. Our hope should be the foundation of how we move and not only how we move, but how we see ourselves. And it was from Romans chapter eight. And I'm going to read the verse to you because I thought it was so impactful and it really did make a difference in my life. And so I want to share it with you very quickly. Romans 8 verses 24 through 26. For in hope we have been saved, but hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he already sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, with perseverance, we await for it eagerly. In the same way, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us. The part that stood out for me was, who hopes for what they already have? Hope that is seen is not hope at all. If you are hoping for something that you already have the power to hold or that you are already holding, that is not hope. So when we talk about entering into a new year, are you expecting for things that you already have? Is your hope driven in a direction of what you already possess? Or is your hope being guided by what you expect to see? Something that you don't already have, something that you know that you are in need of, Because it aligns with the vision that you have of yourself? Or do you not have a vision for yourself? And are you finding it hard to hope, to be hopeful? Romans 8 says that hope that is seen isn't hope at all. So if you see yourself where you are right now and you don't see yourself beyond that point, there's no hope in that. If you are not envisioning yourself better, further ahead, beyond where you are right now, then you're not hoping for yourself because who hopes for what they already have? You are already where you are. 
That is why hope is both a motivator and a mirror. And in order to move beyond where we are right now, we have to hold hope. We have to accept, give ourselves permission to believe that we deserve to hope. We deserve to see ourselves in the vision of ourselves tomorrow. We have to pour into that today. So what does that look like? Well, I'm going to share a story with you. So over the summer, my husband and I started bike riding. And being on the shorter side, my bike was a little high, but, you know, I was trying to power through. And there was one day we were riding bikes and we stopped. And because my bike is higher, when I got off the bike, there was kind of like an abrupt impact on my knee. And I thought, okay, well, you know, I'll just keep riding, get over it, push through. And the more I went along with continuing, Throughout the week, over the course of two weeks, my knee was letting me know something is not right. Something's not okay. And I finally had to communicate with my husband, hey, something's going on with my knee. I'm not really sure what it is, but I'm going to stop riding the bike. I don't think that's helping. I think it's hurting. So I stopped riding the bike and I gave it a couple of weeks, massaged it, stretched, did some some more intensive walking just to see, you know, kind of helping myself to rehabilitate. But it wasn't really working. It started to feel like something was wrong. And I didn't want to not be responsive and give myself what I needed. So I prayed about it. I was like, "Mm, okay, what else can I do? So I started to notice that it was holding a little bit of swelling. And so I looked up, you know, What are some stretches for lymphedema? Because I don't want this swelling to stay. I want to make sure that there's good flow and that none of my, the rest of my leg isn't going to be negatively impacted. So what can I do? I was trying to be proactive, right? And there was one night I had a dream. I woke up from the dream realizing that the leg that was hurting was the same leg that I saw in the dream and it was like I was limping and I but I was in the gym and I was lifting weights. I was doing squats with weights in my dream. And for me, that was the solution. Okay. Now put all of these things together. I had to have a vision of myself so that where I was wasn't where I stayed. And The Lord knows how to speak to me personally. He knows how to speak to each of us in the ways that matter to us. And it mattered to me because I was trying to be proactive for my knee. I didn't want it to become a bigger issue that I couldn't get resolved later. So I told my husband, hey, I think I need to start going to the gym. I had a dream about myself. I was lifting, I was doing squats with weight. And so now I recognize that there's probably too much weight on my knee. There's probably an impact on my knee with the weight, plus from riding the bike and between the walking and the stretching, I probably need to add weight to strengthen my knee. He said, okay. I told him what I was doing in the dream, the machine that I wanted to use because I saw it and we started going to the gym. It's been about two months now and we have been consistent in our efforts. And I say all of that to say I had to have a vision of myself beyond where I was. And in that vision, I had to be aware enough to recognize 
the energy and the effort required for me to get to where I wanted to be. I wanted my knee to be whole. I wanted to be physically well. I wanted to feel physically the way that I intended to so that mentally and spiritually I could be present enough for myself. And that took a lot of self-awareness. I had to, before I got to the point of going to the gym, I had to do the research. Okay, this is what my knee is feeling like. I know that it's probably lymphedema because I can feel a little bit of swelling. What can I do? Do I need to eat differently? Do I need to drink differently? Adding the, the more intensive walking during the day. All of those things were part of the process. Who hopes for what they already have? I could have stayed where I was and just been aware that there was something wrong with my knee. But hope that is seen is not hope at all. What I already know, what I'm already aware of, if I'm not actionable in, there's nothing for me to hope for. If I want to be well, I have to give myself energy and effort in being well. And it's not just enough to have energy and effort. It has to be energy and effort directed with vision. Hope is living in the vision of tomorrow today. So how are you sowing into yourself today to power the vision of tomorrow? To get to your tomorrow, knowing that you gave yourself, you showed up for yourself, you met your needs, and you were responsive and actionable to do what you know would best serve you. So that you can live in the vision of yourself because it's a threefold process. It's an equation, right? The vision of myself only becomes a reality if there's energy and effort. Energy plus effort powers my vision. But if I'm not giving myself energy and I'm not putting in the effort, I'm not going to get to the vision. And if I have no vision, but I have energy and effort, it doesn't matter either. It is all encompassing. And that's what hope is. That's what the Lord reminds us of consistently is that hope is a part of how he made us. It is a part of what we were made to hold and have and use to empower who we were meant to be and who we are. It is how we stay aligned with the purpose and the plan of our life. So in those truths that hope directs our vision, how do we know this to be true? Because in the word, the Lord says that the substance of things that we hope for is the only way to recognize and identify the evidence. The substance of what you hope for has to bear evidence in your life. So if you're working towards better relationships with people, the vision of those relationships is their effort and energy behind it. And what is the evidence? Are you communicating better? Are you breaking negative thought patterns and habits? Are you removing the dysfunction on purpose? If you're working towards a new job, what is the vision of that job that you have? Because without a vision, how do you know that your energy and efforts are being directed in the right way? The evidence of what you envision is a process that requires the consistent use of your energy and your efforts to power your vision. That's how we know that hope directs our vision, because there's evidence. Hope leads your legacy. How do we know that? Who hopes for what they already have? What you already have, that's not legacy building. That already exists. Your legacy is what you leave behind. And it's not just one moment. Your legacy is not just a moment. You have to continually 
work and move towards the vision of yourself. You have to be moved to do what hasn't been done yet. Hope isn't what you already have. It's working towards what you intend to bring to life, what you intend to live out. And then we know that hope breeds joy. Well, how do we know that? The hope that you hold allows you to just own and focus on yourself, knowing that where you are right now is not where you remain forever. That's the vision. There is a tomorrow. That's the vision. I'm going to continually grow through my efforts and energy to reach the point of my vision. That's legacy building. But I can only do that when I show up for myself, when I'm intentional about what I'm giving to myself, and when I'm honoring my best self, the vision that I have of myself by not accepting less than what I know I deserve. Giving myself permission to believe that I deserve the opportunity. I deserve the opportunity to be in alignment with the plan for my life and to recognize my potential. That's hope breeding joy. You just owning you because hope requires that you choose to have courage and you have to have courage to practice choosing yourself, to practice owning yourself and to endure the use of your energy and efforts. Even when it's challenging, even when you feel like you want to give up. Y'all, the first time I went to the gym and I did those squats with the weights, I was sore for a week after. So sore. Where it felt like I was a stick person. Like if I bent my leg to distribute the weight evenly, I was going to just fall out. But I knew that what I was doing was good for me. It was important for me to access the vision of my whole self. The vision of myself in that dream was the seed, was the energy, was the effort that I was sowing into myself for the better tomorrow so that I didn't have to hold swelling around my knees, so that I didn't have to accept less than what I deserved. I deserve to be whole. I deserve to use my energy and efforts for my good. This is not true just for me. This is true for each and every single one of us. And how do we know that? Well, I'm about to tell you the secret because hope means honoring your best self by owning the power and the responsibility to prepare and give energy into what you envision and expect for yourself tomorrow. That's hope, H-O-P-E. Honoring your best self by owning the power and the responsibility to prepare for and give energy into today what you envision and expect for yourself tomorrow. And if you're not honoring yourself, if you're not owning your power and your responsibility, if you're not preparing and pouring into today with your energy and efforts, that means there is no vision for you to live in in tomorrow. How do you know that you're honoring your best self? How do you know that the use of your energy and efforts is being directed in the right ways, that you're not settling for less than what you deserve? You have to have a vision of yourself. You could even call it a version of yourself. Version future you. What does that person look like? What do they possess? Where have they grown? What power are they standing in? How are they using their energy and time? This is what you must consider because it keeps you aligned to the purpose and the plan of your life. Jeremiah 29, 11 
the Lord God explains to us that hope was at the foundation and the core of how he made you. He designed you with hope in mind. He says, for I know the plans that I have for you, plans for good and not for evil, plans to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future. You were made to hold hope so that your future self gets to exist because it's in alignment with the plan that the Lord had when he designed you. Isn't that mind blowing? He made you in his image built you to hold hope so that the future version of yourself had every opportunity to exist on earth so that you could stand in the spaces that he has designed for you, using your voice and your presence to show up for yourself and make an impact in the world around you. The very existence, the very intersection of his plan for your life is hope and a future. Hope is the greatest reflection of his nature. How do we know this? Because it's foundational to his love and his timing. His timing is his plan. I know the plan that I have for you. Timing, also future, but his love is integrated into good and prosper. I want to prosper you. I want to move you forward. I want you to see the goodness of yourself. I want you to see and experience the goodness of my love. They are one and the same. His love for you is integrated into how you love yourself because he built and formed and designed you with love. Love is the foundation of how you get hope. And the hope that he made you to hold is not just for now. It is so that the future version, vision of you gets to exist on this planet to make an impact around you. Well, how else do we know that Hope even matters to him. We know that hope matters to him because he also tells us that hope is four-dimensional. Hope is four-dimensional. What does that even mean, Renata? What does that mean? Well, hope being four-dimensional. When the Lord told me that hope was four-dimensional, it blew my mind and I had to go back and make sure I understood the three dimensions, height, width, depth. Okay, Lord, well, what is the fourth dimension? Time. Time is the fourth dimension. And I have made you to hold hope because it's also about my timing. Remember Jeremiah 29, 11, he says hope and a future. Future is timing. And when he told me this, y'all, I, I was mind blown. I was almost speechless because he directed me back to Ephesians 3. And I want you, as we're ending this year, I don't know when you're going to listen to this recording, but it's 2023 right now, December 19th, 2023 to be exact. But I need you to understand that this is the power that the Lord God, the living God of all of creation, wanted you to hear on this specific day at this specific time, regardless of when you're listening, because it is the power that he wants you to hold, to know and to use to move into your future. He wants you to carry this with you for the rest of your life to know that he designed you to hold hope so that you would honor the best version of yourself and own your power and recognize your responsibility. You have a responsibility to yourself to prepare and give your energy and efforts today for what you envision and expect for yourself tomorrow. 
And he said, not only that, but I want you to recognize that the hope that I designed you to have and hold is four dimensional. There is nothing. There is nothing that you don't deserve that I haven't already prepared for you. Ephesians 3.18, he reminds us that his love, how wide, how high, and how deep his love is for you cannot even be measured. It can't even be understood in your human mind. His love is wide. It is high. It is deep on purpose so that you have the opportunity to recognize and understand that his timing intersects his love in just the ways that you need it to be inspired and motivated to see his reflection in you so that you live in the vision of yourself for tomorrow. And that's the full circle full circle moment where he wants you to recognize and truly understand you cannot fathom how much he loves you, but he wants you to at least experience it. And how do you experience the love of God on earth? You experience his love by living in the vision of yourself. When you cause heaven to have to pay attention to what you're doing because you're being intentional about it and you're being purposeful about it and you're saying, okay, I'm going to honor my best self. I'm going to own my responsibility. I'm going to own my power. I'm going to set this vision for myself and then I'm going to use my energy and my efforts. I'm going to prepare today for what I expect tomorrow. That is what causes heaven to have to pay attention. That is how you encounter the love of the Lord God Almighty who says, I have designed you with hope. I have a plan for you. And the more you're in alignment with that plan, the more purposeful you are about giving yourself good, about showing up for yourself, about using your energy and your efforts in alignment with your vision. That's how you fully experience me in the moments where you see, oh, I can do this. I do know how to do this. I do understand this. And then people around you are impacted by how you showing up for yourself and how you showing up for you to live in the expectation of what you saw. Well, that blesses and builds people around you. He intends to show up for you. He intends to give you what you were made to hold and have, but you cannot access future blessings if you don't move towards your future self. Who hopes for what they already have? If you are just staying where you are, if you don't have a vision of yourself, if you're not moving towards the best version of you, that's not hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? Hope that is seen is not hope at all. You have to be working towards the fullness of his plan the plan that prospers you, the plan that gives you a hope and a future. And how do you do that? That's only done by recognizing the opportunities that he has set before you. Every day is an opportunity, yes, but there is something specific in each day that you are meant to encounter and experience that is supposed to shape and form the version of yourself that you see tomorrow. And that's how you witness the good. Showing up for you in the spaces that he's made for you. 
That means you have to use your voice. That means you have to be present, not only present in the moment, but present by showing up and saying, I am here. My voice is powerful. My presence is purposeful. My my existence in this space matters. So I'm not going to diminish it. I'm not going to obligate myself to other people. I'm not going to shrink to fit. I'm going to stand and I'm going to stand fully recognizing that this place for me is mine. It is what I have been made to have and to hold. And I'm going to stand in it and prepare for tomorrow by how I give my energy and effort here today. Because without the vision of tomorrow, you will feel like time, like your energy, like your efforts, like your voice, your presence. You're going to feel like they don't matter. You're going to feel like it's pointless. Why are you going to feel like that? Because you're not working towards the vision or the version of your future self. Your hope is not being powered by your future. And hope that is seen is not hope at all. If you're only existing in where you are right now and you don't see the power, you don't see the opportunity, you are not moving with expectation for the better version of you, there's no hope. And when you are hopeless, things feel pointless. But you were made to hold hope. This is why hope is important, because hope is living in today, the vision of tomorrow. You are giving yourself the opportunity to envision your tomorrow, to power your energy and your efforts for your future good, for your best self, to honor your best self, to own your responsibility and your power to prepare for the good that you know you deserve and to expect and envision what you know you were made for. You know it. What you were made for is the space where your gifts and talents show up. It's the thing that people always compliment. It's the thing that causes people to be impressed or inspired. It's the thing that you can never seem to get away from. It shows up everywhere you go. And sometimes we're just we're we feel hopeless because we haven't set a vision. So we're wondering, what's my purpose? What's my assignment? Why am I here? What's the meaning of life? And all the while, if you would just set a vision. The Lord would bring everything full circle to show you the plan that he has prepared for you because that plan was prepared with hope in mind. That plan reminds you of how wide, how high, how deep and how perfect the timing of the Lord and his love are for you so that you get to stand in a distinctive place, a place that doesn't look like anybody else's anything, a place where you get to exercise the fullness of of who you are, the full expression of what you were made for. So let's stop. I know that that's a lot to take in and I know it sounds really passionate because when I got this for myself, it was like, aha moment. Hello. This is, this all makes sense. This is what I've been feeling. This is what I've been recognizing. You know how you can know something, but you don't fully know it until all of the pieces come together. It's like a puzzle. You know what the picture of the puzzle looks like, but until you put all of those pieces in the right order, in the right spaces, it doesn't all make sense. It's still a work in progress. And while even though you may get the picture, you're still going to be a work in progress. Now you know Now you know, okay, now I have hope. I need to set a vision and a version of myself to reach towards because I need to be legacy building. Not only do I need to be legacy building, but I need to just be owning me so that I can bring joy, so that I can direct my vision. Now let's ask ourselves as we take all of this in, as we sit here with this, 
Let's check ourselves. Let's breathe, let it all soak in, and let's ask ourselves, how am I, how are you nurturing your hope? Are you nurturing hope? Do you have a vision of yourself? Is there a version of you that you're working towards? The better version of you for tomorrow. Are you honoring your best self by taking responsibility and ownership of the power that you have for your actions, for your effort, for your resources to be used today in a way that is meaningful to you, in a way that blesses you and sets you up for the good that you deserve tomorrow? Is that what you're doing? And how are you using your hope to build a legacy? Are you legacy building? Are you working purposefully and intentionally to not create destruction or chaos around you? Are you working with intention to share light and goodness and love in every space that you occupy so that you leave a legacy that reflects the best version of yourself and inspires you to just own you? Not out of obligation or burden or expectation, but because you know that you deserve the opportunity to see and get good. So you give it. I'm going to give the best version of myself to this space. I'm going to give the best version of myself to myself in my relationships. I'm going to honor and own the responsibility that I have. So even if I know that this relationship isn't healthy, I don't stay there because I don't contribute to chaos. I don't have conversations that diminish my self-worth because that's not the version of my future self that I want to live in. And who hopes for what they already have? I want my future self to be blessed by what I'm giving myself right now, today. Are you recognizing and appreciating the fullness of the Lord God's provision in your life through the opportunities that you are encountering every day? Are you acknowledging that he has a plan or are you speaking in opposition of the plan of your life? If you hate your job, if you don't like what you're doing, are you giving your best self to it so that you can set the tone for your future self? Do you have a vision or a version of a job that you know that you would love and enjoy and like? And if you do, are you pouring into that vision? How are you preparing for that vision? Or is it just a dream? Because a dream doesn't require energy and effort. A vision does. A vision shows you how to be actionable. A vision shows you how to be responsive and to prepare for tomorrow what you expect to have today. A vision does that, not a dream. Are you just dreaming or are you envisioning? Because you deserve to have a vision and you deserve to live in that vision fully and completely by what you're giving in sowing into today. And I want you to recognize and understand as you give yourself permission to envision, to hold hope and to use your energy and efforts to power the vision that you have of yourself. It is not going to be easy every day, but it will be worth it because you deserve to bear witness. You deserve to see and to recognize where the good is showing up. You deserve for heaven to have to take note, for the Lord to have to respond and say, there we go. You're powering your vision. There are efforts and energy being used to reach the hope and a future that I have planned for you. This is the way. Walk in it. 
Let me lead you. Let me guide you. Let me remove you from the relationships that are not going to serve you. Let me plant your feet in spacious places where it causes your gifts and your talents to show up in new ways. Let me give you opportunities for your light to shine and to illuminate the world around you. But that only happens if you're powering your vision because hope will bear evidence. Hope will bring you opportunities for joy and it will allow you to build a legacy. Give yourself that opportunity. Make your moments matter today so that you get and hold the hope that you deserve to envision your best self and live in the light of truth. If you haven't listened to another episode and if you don't plan to listen again, that's okay. But please take into tomorrow the lesson of today. Choose hope. Hold hope. And you can only do that by honoring the best version of yourself by owning your power and your responsibility to prepare for and give energy into today when you expect and envision for yourself tomorrow. Be gracious with yourself. Be patient with yourself and be loving to yourself. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to recognize and understand that you deserve good. You deserve to hope and envision a future version of you that is all of the things that you desire and all of the things that the Lord God Almighty, the living God of love and light has prepared you for when he created you with hope in mind. May the peace of Yah be yours as you carry this with you into your future. Go out there and be successful. Be great. Be all the good that you deserve to be to yourself first and then to others. I am rooting for you and cheering you on and I hope, I hope for you. I hope for you. We'll talk soon. Bye, y'all.